Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Illustration Department podcast. My name is Giuseppe Castellano. In this podcast, I talk to folks in illustration, graphic design, publishing, animation, and other creative fields about their beginnings, their successes, and the bumps and bruises they've experienced along the way. In this episode, my guest is Julia Rosenfeld, Senior Designer at Penguin Young Readers Group. Hiring Julia to be a children's book designer was one of the best moves I ever made in my former life as an art director. Among other topics, Julia and I talk about the inner workings of a children's book art department. We look back at hashtag mailers and coffee, our weekly meetings in which we reviewed mailers from illustrators. And Julia tells us how she finds illustrators during the COVID-19 pandemic. I hope you enjoy our conversation. How are you? Good. I can't believe I'm saying that, like in a genuine, truthful way, but I'm doing very well. I know. We live in a, in a post-election, uh, well, a, a different, kind of, different kind of hell, different kind of hell, but yeah, it's fine. Euphoria, it, it, yeah. yeah, it's fine. God, I remember, I remember clear as day, man, when so-and-so I won know. the election and you guys were just staring at your screens, emotionally wrecked. And uh, at what, midday or what, like noon or one, I just went to the publisher and went like, look, I, the design team is not doing any of the, any of this. Um, they're not designing anything today. You know, because I, I, the night before, I mean, I even, I was even telling Lynn, like on my way home, I was like, I'll see you tomorrow and Hillary's going to win. And it's going to be not even close. And then the next day we were all just shell-shocked. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I remember we went to the Society of Illustrators and had a bunch of hamburgers and drank some beer and looked at some art because I was just like, "We, I gotta get you guys out of here. This is not, this is not working." We needed to like uh, trauma bond about Tra- that. Trauma bond. Hey, yeah. Look at that word. That's, I mean, that's the word of 2020 in my mind. Yeah. When COVID hit. Uh, what was it, you know, really hit like in February, right? March, I think, yeah. March. When did, when did you guys all go home? When did, when did Penguin say, don't come back? I think it was, oh, I don't know. Well, they never said don't come back. They said, we'll see when you can come back. But I, I remember that in March, early March, I went to LA. Um, and then I came back, like just for vacation, I came back like, maybe the 13th and the next day I went to work Mm -hmm. and they were telling everyone like, we're going to be working from home starting tomorrow. So like today, today is the day to like package all your files, send yourself whatever you need to send yourself like, or get, you know, Mm. figure out what you need. Um, scan things. We spent so much time scanning. I think we had one extra day where we could go in and keep scanning things. And they were like, we're going to like plan to work from home for a couple weeks and then we'll see what's happening. Right. They had to extend it. And then at a certain point they were like, we actually can't say for sure when we can come back. But um, in the new year, we'll kind of like devise a plan for Assess that. It. Yeah. I have to say, like, it was really great because they sent at a certain point once we had been working from home for maybe like a month or so. I can't remember exactly. They did let everyone take a computer home, like take their office computer home, like take 
whatever get whatever gear they need like all yeah really they've been like really great about getting us whatever we need right um and then also they sent out a survey asking people like how how do you how worried are you you know one to five whatever about riding on the subway how worried are you about working from home how uncomfortable or how comfortable are you and the biggest question was like when would you feel comfortable coming back into the office would Mm -hmm. it be once there's a vaccine or are you comfortable coming before and like everyone i think it was like 99 percent of people said after vaccine and they were they were like okay that's fine like everyone's doing like we're actually totally like a well-oiled machine working from home right now like there hasn't really been any sort of hiccups that i've seen it's pretty amazing i was like very impressed very impressed with like how how well everyone has transitioned how are your uh (laughs) how are the production meetings and you guys even have production meetings anymore i mean it's actually very peaceful like because everyone's muted (laughs) you know like (laughs) um you're talking about you're talking about status meetings yeah well yeah i mean most of it's done over email most of it is just you get an email that's like, "Hey, where's this and where's this and where's this?" and you just respond <laughs> respond individually. Right. Give your schedules and stuff. Right. Um, and then no one has to be sitting through hearing everyone else's schedules. Oh, my but God. in the the status meetings, it's usually just um, you know, Nico giving announcements and saying things and everyone else is muted and he might ask like so and so, what about this and that person will unmute. It actually has been totally um, easy. I actually look forward to it because we get to see each other's faces. Right. Like we, we rarely get to see each other's faces except like if you're coordinating your individual meetings with editors or whoever. Right. Well, just to, just to back up in case there are listeners who are like, Whoa, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, we used to work together. Uh, in fact, I hired you. Do you remember the year that I hired you to be my design 2016, assistant? 2016, June. Right. Right. It was right. Right. Yeah, I read when I was graduating. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I remember that you, I got the offer for the job when I was in the middle, of, like I was on the highway driving a U-Haul of all my stuff from RISD to New York after graduation. I did not know that. And I pulled over into a gas station and I got the news and I like, you know, screamed for joy in my very echoey U-Haul and then I bought myself a Snickers. I did not know that. I, yeah, I probably never told you that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, so yeah, I mean, I was the art director at the time and I was looking for a design assistant. I don't remember how I came across your resume. Did, did you just see the job and, and apply for it? Um, well, the long of, the long of it is that I went to school with Mariam Karaishi. Yeah. Okay. Who you had interviewed for the position um, and then you had been like, I actually think you would be a great fit for Jim's imprint. Viking. And then, and then Jim hired her. Yeah. Right. Viking. Yep. So she was the design assistant for Viking. And when I was a senior at RISD, I was like, I like asked her if she wanted to, I, I basically asked her to like explain what her job was to me mm-hmm. so that I could see like if it would be a job that I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had this like great conversation and I was like, that sounds like so much fun. I'd love to do something like that. And she was like, I think that Giuseppe who's on, you know, downstairs, whatever floor, like is still actually hiring. So, um, she you should look for She might have given me your posting. resume. I think she might've given oh, me your yeah. resume as well. And then you applied and, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if I ever told you this, 
I wasn't eating a Snickers bar when I was having, making this decision or anything, but um, I was looking at resumes. And the, th the reason I hired you, I mean, the reason I was like, oh, this is a good candidate is not really because of your design stuff. I mean, your portfolio had some design stuff, but not a whole lot. It had mostly paintings, really. Um, and I think maybe some illustrations and stuff, but you were a painting major, right? I was illustration, yeah. You were illustration, but most of your stuff was like fine art. Uh, I mean, in the illustration major, we had to take so many painting classes. Okay. I mean, I, I just took so many painting classes that at a certain point, I actually was like kind of unsure of whether I should be in painting or illustration. Right. Um, you know, that like classic identity crisis where you're picking your major. But um, yeah. yeah, I did have a lot of paintings. And I remember being really self-conscious about the fact that I didn't have more design stuff mm -hmm. because junior and senior year, what I can finally, what I could finally like be picking more of my own classes and not just have to take the classes that were prescribed as required. That's when I was like, I need to get design classes in here because yeah. I can't double major. Right. Ideally, I would have liked to double major. Um, and so I was just like trying to like gobble up these design classes at the end. And yep. so that's what you were seeing yep. probably tacked onto my portfolio. Yeah. Another thing that impressed me was that you had a lot, you were doing a lot of stuff, extracurricular stuff as well. Um, you might have been, if my memory serves, you were part of like a, a, an a LGBTQ group, RISD group, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and there were just other things. And and it, it, there was like a level of artistry in your portfolio. And there was this, your resume sort of communicated some a person that was a go-getter, a hard worker, someone who was like dedicated to being part of a, something larger than themselves. And I just thought, well, I can just teach this person how to do book design. I mean, that's not rocket science. And so that's why I chose to hire you. Well, thank you. That's so sweet. And that's it. Well, here's what it is too, is my, out of RISD at Simon & Schuster, the, my boss at Simon & Schuster did the same thing to me, for me. My portfolio I know, had I, no yeah. design stuff. I mean, I feel like I definitely feel the same way. I remember that after you had hired me, you did say like that you think that if someone can design stuff, they can design stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, like it doesn't have to be specific to any one format. Um, and I remember you also saying that when you were graduating RISD, like you had the, a similar trajectory of like you started in illustration and mm -hmm. then towards the end you were like, but what if books right. Right. and then, yeah. yeah, yeah, because I remember in my, in my interview, I was really honest about the fact that I was like, I'm not someone who's like, when I was five years old, I said, I want to make <laughs> children's books when I'm a, a, an adult. Like, yeah. I think that it's something that through most of college and even in high school, I felt like there were lots of things that I would have liked to do and mm. liked to be, um, and that I just wanted to spend RISD like eating up as many different skills yeah. Yeah. and learning as many different things and then having these different like muscles to work with and then yeah. pick yeah. something. Yeah. And then you were, you were the design assistant, um, for a bunch of imprints for us. And, uh, one of the things I remember most, I remember a lot, but there are, there are some things that are actually kind of my memory sort of fading on, which is kind of sad. But, um, the one thing I just still hold very dear was when you and I would meet on Wednesday mornings and do yeah. mailers and coffee. Mm -hmm. How how rare is it to like have something to look forward to early in the morning? Right. First of all, yeah. but we would. I feel like that was um that was a really great 
uh, way that you like, ha- I think helps me feel that my opinion was valuable there. Mm-hmm. Like you really, um, you really were invested in like hearing what I thought about, like we'd, we'd display out all these mailers on the desk and be like, you just say, what do you think? What, which ones do you like? Why? Mm-hmm. You would let me disagree with you and you really wanted to hear why I disagreed with you. Mm-hmm. You would like tell me if I was making a good point you hadn't thought of. You really helped me feel like my views were uh, like valued and important and that like I was free to say what I really thought. Yeah. 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 And I did that with Olivia as well. So like when you gra- when you graduated out of that, that position, um, I mean, it was pulling teeth of being honest to get you uh, promoted, but um, not because of you. No, I know that's, the, that's the, the, all the, the upper stuff. But um, yeah. then then Olivia I did the same thing with Olivia as well. And it was just it was just a good, good way of like it's illustrators sending us like putting so much effort into sending us po- postcards. The least we could do was actually like sit for a second, eat a banana, oh, yeah. drink some coffee and yeah. look at them. Genuinely look at them. Yeah, you could uh, yeah. have your banana and I could have my sometimes a donut and a bagel and sometimes <laughs> two donuts and you wouldn't judge me. Do you know every single time I go to Dunkin' Donuts? Every time. Which isn't often, but you know, once every whatever, however many, two, three, four weeks, whatever it is. Um, for the kids, for the family, every single time I go and I get a dozen, I always think of going to the Dunkin' Donuts around the corner from Penguin and buying a dozen donuts for the design team on for fr- for our Friday design meetings every time yeah. it never fails mm-hmm. and then i would mm-hmm. eat like four of them and everyone's like yeah thanks for the donuts and there would be half the, half the design team wouldn't eat any and then i would eat the rest. i mean i would definitely eat uh plenty of them yeah. i was really good at i was really good at just like politely walking past it and seeing what the damage was <laughs> so far and how how much i could get away with eating more um yeah but yeah well speaking of i mean those i feel like the Oh, you go ahead. No, no, please continue. I was just going to say, um, like you were just saying about the mailers, like the least we could do is look at them. I feel like I felt that because we both, you know, had that start of uh, majoring in illustration and at least at least within my major, there was this, a, a lot of focus on when you graduate, you will be an illustrator. You will be a freelance illustrator and here is what you need to do. You need to send your mailers. You need to do this. And like, I feel like I, I had a lot of education that was centered around preparing me to be a freelance illustrator, even though I didn't really want to be a freelance illustrator. Mm -hmm. So then to get all these mailers, I feel like it's a, it's a duty Mm -hmm. to look at the mailers and like appreciate them. Yeah. Yeah. No shade, no shade to anyone who's a, who's a straight up, straight up book designer. Um, because Olivia, Olivia was, was a graphic design, like her fo- entire focus was graphic mm-hmm. design. And so, you know, I hired her, but I liked hiring illustrators instead of designers. Sorry, designers. Well, I think for that reason, I think in children's books, it's, there's more reason to, um, I don't think it needs to be someone with illustration experience, but I do think that when the books are so heavily illustrated, like they often are with children's books, there's more of a need to have like the eye of someone who knows how to draw right? to exactly. critique a drawing. Right. Like I, I think there are so many times where um, if a bunch of people who are not like trained in art in any way are looking at a piece of art, they might think 
something looks off here. Hmm. Don't really know what it is. Just something's just not looking right. Mm -hmm. And they're never able to like, um, put, put language to that. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like having a background in drawing and painting and all of those things you can find, you can be like, Oh, it looks weird because everything's casting a shadow except for that one thing, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So you you have the language to to review a thing or view a sketch or a piece of art and then communicate that to an illustrator in a way that they can understand and, and are used to seeing these kinds of notes. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, again, no, I'm not, it wasn't like I will never hire a designer, but I, I did enjoy no, hiring illustrators. You did hire designers. I did. So, you did hire um, too. I did, we were talking about postcards real fast. Uh, why fast? Not fast. Um, what was my question? Oh my God. It just fell right out of my head. No, it didn't. So I talked to illustrators all the time through the illustration department and, uh, critique groups and on the forum and like all this other, all these other places, where do they send their postcards to now that there's COVID? And the answer is nowhere. Cause you guys are all over the place. Um, so how are you finding illustrators now? That's a good question. I'm, and I'm sure it's a very common question, but, um, it is, now but it's it like, never hurts to hear it. Yeah. I mean, even when I was getting physical mailers, that still was not where I found way. all my illust- it was okay. It probably wasn't my main way. It was pretty rare for me to pick someone from mailers. I would like save up my faves, but I, um, it's just hard because so much of it is timing. And like at any given point, I'm working on completely different projects that require completely different things. And so it tends to be easier for me to like seek it out instead of like waiting and hoping for the right thing to just fall on my desk. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, I definitely look at agencies. Um, I know that's not an exciting answer because a lot of people don't have agents. Yeah. Um, I look at women who draw. That's a good site. Although I do feel like sometimes it's pretty, um, it's a pretty vast mixture of like extremely experienced people and people who like never, who have like three drawings in their portfolio. Right. So in a way it's great because I've been able to find people there who maybe haven't really been hired for things before and it can be their first project or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, The other end of it is like, sometimes I'll see a drawing on there and I'm like, that one drawing is good. And I go to their portfolio and I don't see that in the rest of it. Right. Um, Sorry. But sites like that, or sometimes I'll even, if I need something really specific, I might even search. I don't know. Like if I'm, if I'm specifically looking for an artist to um, illustrate a story about, about Mexico, for me, it's important to try to find an illustrator who's from Mexico. Mm-hmm. So I will search, like I'll try to find articles or write-ups or awards that have been uh, given to or written about mm-hmm. artists from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And like, there are like lists, there are honestly lists of like, these are the last 50 people who won this um, Mexican illustrator award. Right. But I know that that's still kind of limited because it's, it's kind of relying on this idea that people have already had success and acclaim to, to make the cut. And I don't think that that's always true. I sift through Twitter. Sometimes I, I go to my coworkers and see who they've collected in their piles. Mm -hmm. I save um, emails that have like, long lists of artists, um, from agencies now. And then I get like a random email from an illustrator that I, I don't know how they got my information. 
And I'll save those if I like it. It's okay. like a digital yeah. mailer. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I've been telling these illustrators. It's like, well, you can't send postcards, but here's what you can do. Mm-hmm. Get it, get on Twitter. Get on. I mean, I'm, I'm, I know I'm sending them into the, into the hellscape, but get on Twitter, uh, get on Instagram to try to have some sort of social media presence consistent. doesn't have to be every day, every hour, but some kind of disciplined, uh, interaction with said social media platform would be beneficial uh, try to find emails of folks, but that's, that is incredibly hard to do. It's hard. You it's know, really hard. It is like finding your email and address would be impossible because you're not like the executive creative director and you're not right. you know, doing conference tours and stuff like you're just, you know, what, what is your title? Senior yeah. designer, right? Yeah. Damn. Look senior designer and senior designer and I art direct, uh, the Eric Carl books now. I'm sorry. What now? Heard of it? Eric Carl? No. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. The, the, yeah. That's incredible. Crazy. I, I, I try Crazy. to remember the things that you used to do when you first started working. I, I would just give you, I would try to give you some exciting stuff because I, I, I would feel badly if I gave you just like crap all the time. But I don't remember exactly which projects I gave you now. See, that's one of the things that's that's sort of fading um, in my memory. Well, lucky for me, I also have a, a bad memory, but I, I'm looking at my own portfolio right now to remember some of the things that I worked on at the very beginning. I mean, there was a certain license. I guess I can say it Hatchimals. Yep. That I think I did maybe I think I did like 17 Hatchimals books. Yeah. And I did a little bit of who was I did um, Mm -hmm. some Mad Libs. Mm -hmm. I did uh, raise your hand was a big one. Raise your hand is a picture book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also There's... gave you like things to scan, like if 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 an illustrator sent in physical art, um, I think I would yeah, just I mean... scan and like and like invoices and stuff. Like, can you process this invoice? Things like that. Yeah, that's what the job was. It, design yeah. assistant is like half designer, half assistant. You know, so like the things that I had at that point made sense because yeah. I was also being an assistant. You know, um, when I when I first started working at Penguin, that title was called art assistant. And I didn't, I didn't think that made, I didn't think that fully encapsulated what that job was. So I asked HR if we could change the title to design assistant. And I thought there's no way they're going to do it. And they wrote back and they were like, yeah, okay, let's call it design assistant from now on. So I I don't know if the other imprints outside of us, Mm -hmm. outside of you, um, did, did that as well. But our team, anyone who was in that position was a design assistant, not an art assistant. I don't know. Yeah, neither, I, neither I like that name better. I, think I do it's too. More correct. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so I'm just trying to remember that there are people listening in on this conversation. I, I, you know, I don't want. I could. I love shooting the breeze and stuff, but let's remember that there are definitely people I listening. Know. Yeah. Um, so what now? So finding your email address is really difficult, and uh, yeah, you know, I don't can't send you postcards. It, so what now? And they don't have an agent. Instagram. Instagram? I like Instagram the most. Instagram is definitely the platform I use the most. Twitter is what I use when I absolutely have to for a reason, but I, I it, it rots my brain. So Instagram is like, I think, a really great format for sharing art. And if you tag something, kid lit, YA, children's book illustration, like mm-hmm. I'll look for the tags and I'll is find you. you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would say like, I definitely would look on Instagram probably before I would look on Twitter or a lot of other things because yeah. I think Instagram is uh, 
a better way to have a portfolio. Like you click one thing and you see like a hundred of someone's pieces right. at once. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, here's a question when folks, uh, I've had this, I've had this question, uh, posed, um, with respect to Instagram. Is it, does it bother you if someone has like their Instagram and it's like, you know, 75% art, 25% photographs of like their kids or their meals or a flower in their backyard, like personal stuff. Should they separate and have an Instagram that's just art and then another one that's per purely personal stuff? Do you, do you mind that at all? I can't imagine caring about that. I feel like Thank you. <laughs> it's such, such a silly thing to be annoyed about um, because I, my, pers my, I mean, my profile is a, pretty much a mixture of my work and my personal life. But that also is like, at this point, kind of inconvenient, because I don't want to share my personal life with, with like, professional people, you know what I mean? I, right. I want to just have my friends look at my personal life, mm -hmm. and then work people look at work stuff. So it probably would be easier for maybe not easier, but it, I think it might be best overall if someone did have their personal account mm -hmm. and then their portfolio portfolio account because the portfolio account will just be much clearer for people to go through and find you and and see your account for like the purpose that you want it want to use it for. I yeah, think fair. If you if you have some pictures of your coffee mixed in with your paintings, I'm not going to be upset about that. I think that's silly. But I I I also like I I don't um, like friend request people or I don't like accept a friend request on Instagram. I'm just looking to find the person and then I'll email them or something. Right, right. You know, um, if yeah. I may, speaking of Instagram, so I don't know if you remember this, but um, so now I, these days, I, I go on Instagram and write art history posts about illustrators and designers and fine artists throughout history. And uh, it's a whole lot of fun for me. And it's just this really great outlet for A, to learn new stuff and B, to practice my writing, which frankly needs a lot of practice and C, um, just like communicate out like, hey, sh let's talk about this illustrator that no one ever, we never learned about in, at RISD. You know, like let's, there are other illustrators beyond, you know, this, I'm not going to name names, but beyond like the big ones that we always learned about. Right. And um it's, it's been great and it's just a really great whatever it's been it's been really lovely been able to communicate with folks and it's growing and and all that stuff so it, it is a it is a uh, very positive part of my life as someone who lives with depression it's nice to have positive parts <laughs> of your life right the reason i do that is because of you did you know that oh i mean that one time where that you one were time. like uh Instagram stupid and I was like I think you'd like it I was drinking the shock top which new side note I don't care for anymore I don't care for like sweet beers but that's beside they're too point. sweet they're too, they sweet. too sweet so we're sitting there also talking the logo logo I know ridiculous. the whole like orange with the whatever um <laughs> but it's illustrated by somebody and they got paid so good for them um but anyways yeah I I was just like I don't know what's Instagram and you said you know what you need to do you need to Instagram is a really great place to like post art talk about art and uh, so the reason I am as active as I am on Instagram is 100% because of you. Wow. So I want to take this opportunity and record it and post it publicly that you're, you're, I wanted to thank you for that. So you're welcome. I'm glad that I could invent an app that you liked so much. <laughs>
Yeah, it's uh, anyways. Um, so so the only one, it's the only one I can stomach at this point. It's I know. social media. I, I hate it. I know. I visit Twitter when I want to when I want to get really upset and uh, and literally have steam coming out of my ears. Then 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 that's when I'll visit Twitter. Um, <laughs> so you do a ton of different kinds of books. You're doing YA. You're doing picture books, board books. I'm sure you're doing the whole chapter books. I mean, for Penguin Workshop, it's like it's basically like any kind of book, any kind of format for kids ages zero to 14. And and I'm sure uh, it's been three years, but I'm sure you guys are still doing several, what, a couple hundred, 150 bucks a year or something like that. Oh, two, 250. Jeez. 250 a year. Yeah. Okay. So I think it might, I think it actually might be slightly more now, but yeah, it's like zero to 17 actually, I want to say. Oh, okay. Um, Cause now we have more, we have more teen stuff and nice. we're also getting into more graphic novels too. Excellent. Yeah, but it's a lot Who isn't? of books. Yeah. What are you looking for when you look for illustrators? I, I mean, I know like... it depends on the book. I mean, I know it depends on like a thousand things, but like what are the basic like fundamental things that you're looking for when you're looking at art? Strong, strong drawing. I mean, I feel like we talked about this when we would look at postcards a lot is like, does the drawing hold up? Um, does like a skeleton of a drawing hold up when you strip away all the like decorations on top of it? Like yeah. that's important to me. Sometimes I think I, I find um, artists who like are using like a ton of texture or a ton of exciting colors, but like the drawing itself isn't very strong. And that when I see really strong drawing, that's like very consistent. Then I, I it makes me feel, feel more comfortable that I can like trust that person to be consistent. And mm-hmm. that when they draw something new for me, it won't look drastically different from everything i've seen in their portfolio Mm -hmm. so i guess i guess consistency is actually the most important to me anatomy would be a big part of what i mean with strong drawing Mm -hmm. um which is something that i'm not even that good at you know but Mm -hmm. but you know when you see it i know it when i see it yeah like if i were to do it i feel like pretty much everyone i've hired is a way better illustrator than me something that like i feel like i critique pretty intensely is like um if if the mechanics of their characters and the mechanics of their world are all like being treated with the same care and attention and make sense together Hmm. that's that's the main thing but honestly like when i'm looking i'm looking for something extremely specific because i have to um take into account like a lot of different people's uh viewpoints like on my end of things Mm -hmm. so i'm trying to when i'm first looking i'm really just casting a wide net and trying to gather like a bunch of options for other people to approve. Right. So I'll have a conversation with the editor and we'll talk about what makes sense, what this is supposed to be. And then I'll go and find like 10 people that I think fit, fit that sort of description. Um, and usually then the conversation is like, no, this isn't really what I was thinking. I mean more like that. And then I'll find another 10 people. And it's like a lot of sifting and like slowly filtering more and more until I get the right, right person. So I'm actually, I, that process, honestly, when I'm looking, but I'm only ending up picking one person after I've seen like 50 people is a big way of how I find artists is that I keep a list of everyone that I liked Mm -hmm. who, who got shot down or who weren't like who the editor, whoever else didn't like for that project. But because I already found them, I'm like, I like them. I'm going to keep them in my pocket for later. Yeah. You know, another, a sort of, um, uh, this is, this is like five, 10 years ago. So, but when, when I think it was either Tumblr or blogger, can't, I can never put 
separate those two. I think it's blogger. When you can have like links of your friends on the right-hand side. Um, and I loved the illustrator. I knew who they were and I wanted to visit their website just to see maybe this is the right person for this project. On the right-hand side, they would have links to their friends. That's how I found a ton of illustrators. That was a real, wow. very productive way of finding illustrators. It was like finding, so, like knowing someone who I n knew to be a good illustrator, they sort of inherently, I assumed they would inherently have good taste. And so their friends, people that they liked, would also be good illustrators. And almost always the case was true. So that was that wow. was that was one of my ways. That's cool. I, I never heard of that. Blogger um, or Tumblr. I can't remember which one, which one it was. So when pre-COVID, and I, you know, when you and I were working together and there would be an illustrator search, right? You're looking for illustrators. Maybe you and I would go over a couple, you would have a few choices and be like, what do you think? And oh, yeah, cool. Then you'd have all these printouts, you'd make these contact sheets, you'd be passing them around. I would look at them first. Uh almost always go, yeah, that's nice. Sometimes I would have a suggestion or maybe pull someone and go, I don't know about that one. Then you'd, or, or together we would go to like the editor or even the, even beyond that, the editorial director, even like up and up publisher, associate publisher and stuff. Um, and then go like, what do you guys think now? And then, you know, there'd be back and forth. Everyone would sit around a table and talk about it. But now how are you doing that? Is it all completely virtual? Do you guys get online and 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 are you sharing your screen uh yeah it's a lot of it is over email or in a meeting and i'll share my screen and i'll give my little pitch for everybody but um for the most part it's like i mean keeping in mind that like anytime anybody wants to have a meeting it's like you're staring at a screen it can get like exhausting to be having lots of meetings so i try to avoid i try to save meetings for when it's feels really important for it to be like a discussion but when it's just like something that can be one person to another person i'll keep it to email but um usually it's like the editor will email me what they're thinking send me links of photos and like references or images of like comp titles so titles that are sort of uh similar in format or similar in topic mm -hmm. just to give an idea of what's out there already or um a lot of that will be done over email and then I'll compile 10 people that I like and I'll, I'll write like a C scroll long email of the links to their websites, what I like about each of them, why I think each of them is like um, what I think about their work is relevant. And then usually they'll take a few days to mull that information over and then get back to me. Yeah. And once the editor and I agree, then we loop in the art director. And then once she agrees, then we loop in everybody else and we usually don't have like a full um, like video chat meeting about it unless everyone's really disagreeing with each other and we need to sort of recalibrate right. what we all under understand the project to be. Yeah. So in a way you're, you're submitting these artist choices to your team and in some cases getting rejected, those you're, you're getting rejected. You're, you're going, I think this oh, illustrator yeah. is, is the right illustrator for this project. And everyone's like, no. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. That's just part of it, though. That's just part of it. I know. I know it is. But yeah. I just want that to be said <laughs> out loud by somebody who works oh, at yeah. a major so publisher. The illustrators now. Right. Right. No, it's, yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of, I think from a lot of illustrators' perspectives, and this is absolutely what my perspective was before I was on the other side and working for the publishers, that I thought, um, I thought that to 
be pitching myself and not hearing back over and over, I would get, you get resentful or you get like, you know, why isn't anyone getting back to me? And like, or you see the one person that you're sending your stuff to as like someone who doesn't care. And I think that most designers who are getting those artists, like are pitching them. Like a lot, uh, there are a lot of times that illustrators are not seeing where someone is going to bat for them and that person is shot down for mm-hmm. um, it not being the right fit for everybody else. Like it's something like eight people who usually need to all agree. And that's like a lot of yeah. cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. I remember um, stupidly I, when I was a more of a, more of a hot headed human being than I am now, I'm much more chill now, but I would say like if I, if I was convinced that this was the right illustrator for a project, just absolutely convinced this is it. I don't want to even have a debate. I don't want to have a discussion. I'm not going to show you other illustrators. This is it. And uh, I'd have like a little bit of a, like a, let's call it a discussion with the publisher about it. I would say, <laughs> I'd be like, this is the illustrator. I, I would stake my job on this. Like this is the, I would say stupid shit like that. Um, you are much more, much more mature and level-headed than I am. You always were. Um, so I'm hoping that you're not having arguments, right? I mean, there are, are does it ever no, get heated or is it all very chill? It's all very chill. I think there was only one time where I was, when I really, I mean, there are definitely a lot of times where I'm disappointed, but I just keep it to myself or I just say, okay, well, what can I, what questions can I ask that will help me get closer to the right person? You know, I, it oh, just makes me one. think I, I just need to find out more from the rest of this team, like what exactly they're thinking, because I, I feel like I'm a big part of my role is to be an interpreter and to try to, you know, a lot of people who are in these conversations, like I said, don't have um, like years of training in visual language where they can just say in two sentences something that will help me know exactly what to look for. So it takes some like digging and like a lot of asking questions to find out what to look for. So, so when everything I present is shut down, I just think like, I must not be fully understanding what they need. Hmm. So I'm just going to, try to better understand that. I think there was only one time where I even attempted to put up a fight. And at that point it was like so unheard of that me of all people right. would be pushing back like that, that I think that, I think that when I feel strongly about something, people are just so shocked. <laughs> people are like, you, the most agreeable person in the room is yeah. like pushing back right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, if I, have to, if I, I, I feel very uh, at peace uh, and comfortable now saying this, that I wasn't like that. I should have been, I should have been. And I think uh, I wasn't fighting every editor every day, but I did have it when I had an opinion, I, I lashed onto it a little too hard and was like, Nope, this is the right illustrator. Nope. This is the right design choice. And, uh, whatever hindsight, but, um, your way of being, at the moment, let me just tell you, uh, to continue being that way. Cause I think that that's, that's, a, that is a key for longevity. Let me tell you. I just feel like there's, there's always a way to explain how you feel without pissing somebody off, pissing someone off. And I try really hard to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's totally valid to say like, for what this project is supposed to be, I feel like, uh, a stronger caliber is like expected for something, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or compared to the rest of our books, I feel like the, it, this might really stick out as 
right. as like, you know, I think that's like a totally fair concern. And it's some, it's a, to voice those concerns is also like with the intention to protect the image of the imprint, you know, or to, to protect, um, not the image, but like, it's a way of showing care yeah. for the, the, sure. what we're making. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything from, again, from the listener's point of view who are mostly illustrators, is there anything that you wish they would know about like the book process, about your job, about what you're seeing from the other side? Like, gee, I wish illustrators would X or know that this. Yeah. Something that comes up a lot is like anyone who wants to make a children's book will contact me and be like, I have a children's book I'd like to make. And I truly have zero power to make that happen. And I have to just constantly tell people, I'm so sorry. Like, I know that they think that because I work at Penguin, mm-hmm. I can I can be like, sure, send it to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I personally, the designer is not at all involved in the acquisition of a book or like, um, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not part of what I do. And I also like, if I were to be like, this person sent me this book, everyone would be like, great, tell them to submit it like everyone else. You know, it's, it's not something that any individual within a, a, a publishing company has special power right. about. That's right. Unfortunately, 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 exactly. Yeah. I mean, even when I was art director, when I was executive art director, I would do portfolio reviews for conferences and at, I can't countless reviews, the illustrator would say to, and I'm not, this is fair to them. This, I mean, I would, I would say it if I were in their position, are you going to hire me? Can you hire me? Are you going to, you know, acquire my book? They would send me, they would show me a dummy. And, and the answer was no, I, 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 not that I didn't want to, it's just like, like quite literally could not, it wasn't in that in that for me anyway in that role that executive art director position role it was not part of the deal not part of the, and i even mm-hmm. i was even like getting trying to get the associate publisher to like give me some more of that acquisitional power um and it was very slow going but it wasn't it never really kind of came about so i didn't have that power to like yeah oh yeah yeah this is great i'll, I'll publish it right away you have to get the approvals of what half dozen people it's a lot it's a lot of people yeah yeah Totally. So we are uh, recording this, and uh, I do want to again acknowledge that there are lots of uh, illustrators listening in on this. You are someone who hires illustrators. Mm-hmm. So, just to close things out, what would be one bit of advice? I hate hate to be cheesy, but like be true to what you actually want to be making. I know when you're not getting a lot of work, freelance work, you know, that sort of uh, that self-consciousness of like, well, what are other people doing to get hired? Well, maybe I should do what other people are doing. Well, how, how is that? Oh, that person's style is more popular right now. So I'm going to try to mimic that style. That's like not not only is that, I think, um, kind of a waste of energy, but it's also going to make you feel bad. Uh, about yourself and your own practice and or your own vision. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, in trying to build success and uh, grow maybe a following or grow um, 
the amount of people who are interested in hiring you, you also have to take care of your own mental health. You also have to like value your own time. Like val like if you're making a lot of work, even if you feel like, what's the point of making all this work? No one's gonna hire me unless it's it looks like someone else's work. It would be so much worse for your mental health to be trying to change your work to look like someone else's. It's better for you to make work that you enjoy so that you feel good making it. And then that's like part of how you take care of yourself while you're waiting for work to come. To learn more about Julia, visit juliarosenfeld.com. If you enjoyed our conversation, please share it with your friends, subscribe to the podcast, and provide a positive rating and review. Become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash illustration D-E-P-T. In return, you'll receive our soft enamel pin, a reusable discount code for 10% off, and access to patron-only episodes we're calling Extra Credit. This podcast is produced by the Illustration Department, a global leader in online education for illustrators. Visit us at illustrationdept.com for class offerings, testimonials, the alumni showcase, the podcast show notes, our forum, the bookshop, and more. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.